My name is Gabrielle Barnes from the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled at the Library of Congress. I'm here with Tamara Rory, our Braille Program Specialist at NLS, and today we'd like to talk about the exciting Braille e-reader from NLS. Hi, Tamara. Hi, Gabrielle. Can you tell us a little bit about why NLS is developing an e-reader? Well, NLS has been uh, known for providing Braille materials for the blind for over 100 years, and those materials heretofore have been in hard copy format. We also provide audio materials, which have been electronic format. In 1999, um, NLS was at the forefront of developing electronic Braille format for our readers, but it was only available to um, patrons who had access to third-party Braille devices and could download and use, it, use their devices that way. Um, when Karen Kiminger, our director, came to NLS in 2011 or 12, she had um, a vision to provide better Braille access to our Braille readers. As a Braille reader herself, she understood the vital importance of this and um, has been at the forefront of helping um, to develop this new product for us. The Braille e-reader is going to allow patrons to be able to um, have a portable way of receiving their Braille. They will be able to download their Braille. They'll be able to have Braille, um, a lot, lot more Braille in a lot more portable package, I should say. You can, with a Braille e-reader, you can get thousands of books onto a unit, whereas a Braille book, as most of you know, you know, could be four, five, or six volumes, and volumes tend to be two to three inches thick and 11 by 11 inches wide. So you can imagine the difference between having books on a Braille e-reader, an easy-to-use device, as opposed to having to um, have books mailed to you or have books that you have to lug around. Right. And these are um, files that are immediately downloaded, so I can access it and then just download it right away? Yes, you will be able to download the Braille books from our Braille and Audio um, Reading Download Project, BARD, um, and you will be able to access the books from cartridges. If you don't have access to a computer, you will be able to access books through um, an SD card if you wanted to put the books on your e-reader that way. The e-reader will have storage in it that you can store books on as well. Okay, so you talked a little bit about um, the items being portable and, and that immediate download. How else, what other ways will the device be helpful to users and how will it be helpful to our network libraries? Well, the users, as I said, will be able to, um, the first thing is they'll be able to have multiple books available to them. Um, they will access the books using um, an NLS cartridge, just like you do with audiobooks. If they have access to uh, a computer, they can get the books download the books on a computer and put them on an SD card. The book, the e-reader has SD card capability. Um, they can also download the books directly from BARD if they have Wi-Fi connection. Um, they can download the books directly from BARD. They can also put books on from other sources if they need to, if, or, or they don't have to just use our books. Um, 
for the libraries, uh, they will not have to have as much storage space because people who are using the e-reader will not be using the down um, the hard copy books. And hard copy books take up a lot of space. They don't have to worry about the environmental degradation of books. Um, you know, after a while, paper becomes moldy, um, so they don't have to worry about the that. Uh, I want to say that we're not getting rid of the hard copy books at first. Um, you know, we will see how the program works, and eventually we hope that more people will be using electronic Braille, but the, the, the hard copy Braille will still be there and available for those who are using it, or who prefer to use it, I should say. Right, right. Um, so how soon do you think uh, we will start distributing the Braille e-readers? Well, the Braille e-reader will start with a pilot, and that pilot actually will start in July of this year. Um, I've been talking about this e-reader for probably six years, so I can't believe I'm now saying, this year we're starting the pilot. <laughs> but we start the pilot this year with four of our network libraries. And once that pilot is over, um, as soon as m more e-readers become available, we'll make them available to all of our patrons. So, um, you know, this is actually a touchable goal that we have now. Wow. So how long do you expect the project, the pilot project to run? And what are you looking to learn um, from the pilot itself? We expect the pilot to run approximately um, six months, six to nine months, I should say. And we need to find out um, how best the libraries can serve our patrons. So we expect to find out, you know, um, whether the tech support that we're providing is adequate, how we can manipulate the tech support so that the readers get exactly what they need from the libraries and from other tech support that we're providing. Um, the libraries have to determine how they want to distribute books to patrons who are receiving books on cartridge. Um, these are all, you know, data points that we need to that we have ideas about, but that we don't have actual information about. And the pilot is designed to gather that information. We also want to find out from our users, the pilot participants, um, whether the e-reader is working for them, how we can make it better, um, whether our idea of what the e-reader does and does not do is adequate. Is this a viable option for our patrons. So there are a lot of um, pieces of information that we're trying to gather that uh, with these pilot participants who are our patrons. And um, once we gather that information, we can make it better for the patrons to come. Okay, so you said four libraries were selected. Um, can you tell me which libraries those are? Yes, the first four libraries participating in the pilot will be um, the Kentucky Library, the New Jersey Library, the Iowa Library, and the Utah Local Library. And when I say Utah Local, I mean the, the library that serves the Utah patrons 
Um, many of our patrons are served by Utah, but they actually have their main library service in another state. So not those patrons, only the patrons who actually live in Utah will be part of the pilot. Okay. All right. So if um, my library was not selected for the pilot, can I be considered for participation in the pilot? Not at this time. Um, we had to limit which libraries we uh, put in the pilot um, because we, we, you know, we're doing a lot of surveys amongst the patrons that, that participate. So at this time, only the patrons who are served by the libraries um, in the pilot will be receiving e-readers. However, as soon as the pilot is over, um, we will make as many e-readers available to our patrons as possible. Okay, great. So you're taking the time now to assess the functionality of the device and determine how the libraries will be um, supporting uh, the use of it, and then we'll do a big rollout. So, Correct. Okay, great. So can you tell us about the e-reader itself? Um, can you tell us a little bit about this, you know, style and size and the functions that it'll have? Sure. Um, first of all, let me say that there are actually two e-readers. We have two different manufacturers who, um, who bid and have made e-readers based on our requirement. Uh, so there are two e-readers by two different companies. However, the requirements are the same for each. So they should have the basic same requirements. The implementation of those requirements might be slightly different, but the requirements themselves are the same. Both e-readers will have, um, will be 20 cell devices. Both e-readers will have um, a Perkins style Braille keyboard. Um, the 20 cells will be eight dot cells instead of six dot cells. Um, they each will have Bluetooth connectivity, wireless connectivity, USB connectivity, and as I mentioned earlier, they each will be able to use a standard SD card. Both devices will hold, will have internal memory of at least eight gigs or more of internal memory which means thousands of Braille books will be able to be accessed. Wow. Um, both devices, yeah, that's a, it's a lot. Both, both devices will be able to um, read material in the BRF format, which is the Braille format that you download from BARD, um, but also DOCX, HTML, TXT, um, so all of those different file types will be readable. Neither device will have an edit form editor, so you will not be able to create a device, uh, create a document, I'm sorry, on the device, but you will be able to read multiple forms of device, of document. Okay, so you're saying that uh, patrons will be permitted to use this device to read books that are not NLS produced books then? Correct. They will be able to use all those formats that I mentioned. Right. However, we don't guarantee that those formats will work um, because, you know, there may be the only thing we can support would be the BRF files that you download from us. 
but you would be able to read, um, you know, books in those other formats or documents in those other formats. Okay. And the other, other thing, let me mention that um, the device does have the ability to translate. Um, so when you read a, um, a document, you can use grade one or grade two Braille, contracted or uncontracted Braille. Okay, awesome. And you mentioned that it, you won't be able to create a document, but would I be able to take notes on the e-reader? You would not be able to take notes because we do not have an editor. However, um, the device does connect to um, Bluetooth devices such as the iPhone or um, it connects to the computer. You can use JAWS or NVDA with, with the device. So you could use the device uh, to do, to take notes, for example, using your iPhone or to write using your computer. Okay, great. So just using those different versions of connectivity, we can, um, you can read, you know, whatever, whatever you'd like to read. Correct. All right. So um, will my library be able to assist me in using the device? And what kind of expectations can I have of um, technical support from, from the libraries? Yes, um, the expectation is that your library should be able to assist you with basic technical support, the same as they do with the um, audio players. Uh, they should be able to help you with downloading books. Um, they should be able to give you basic advice on using or managing your files. And if they can't assist you, we do have tier two technical support that they would then refer you to. If if um, any library that can't help you, they will they will send you to uh, a second level technical support. So we expect that you will be able to get all the support you need in using the device. There's also a user guide on the device that you can read um, that will come with it. And there's a user device in hard, I mean, a user guide in hard copy that you will receive as well. Okay. And so are we anticipating that library staff will be trained um, using like all of the different functions of the e-reader? Yes, they will have um, access to training and we will be providing training. Keeping in mind, however, that library staff may or may not be Braille readers. And of course, that may affect, you know, how well they can assist you, but they will have definitely have the training and have information that if you are a Braille reader, you should be able to uh, get that information from them and be able to use the device adequately. Okay, great. So we're, we're looking at then having, um, you know, basic controls and um, they should be able to help me if I need to transfer a, a book from a cartridge to my device or um, navigate yeah. and anything like that. Okay. They'll be able to give you direct direction as to how to do it, yes. Okay, okay. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, will the, what, how long do you see the patron um, being able to um, keep the device? Um, and, you know, is this a, is this, do we get to keep it the same way we keep the um, the audio player? 
the device is um, will be provided to patrons who are active patrons. Okay. So yes, you will be able to keep it as long as you're an active patron. Um, you will not keep it if at any time your your patron um, you know your you become an inactive patron or a patron who you know is no longer receiving our service. Now, I think that brings up a point that you do need to be a patron in order to get this device. Um, you need to be signed up with your library as an active Braille reading patron. So if you're not and you're interested, then you should go ahead and get signed up as a Braille reading patron. Okay. So um, can you, let's see, can I um, get any contact information where people can actually get um, get signed up um, or, or where they can contact their library to update that information on their account? Um, you know, if they are currently not a Braille reader, if they'd like to, to become one. Yes, you should contact your local network library. Um, and that library is going to depend on what state you're in, of course. So contact your local network library. They can get you signed up as a Braille reading patron, even if they are one of the libraries who, um, you, you know, some there are libraries who allow other libraries to provide Braille to their patrons. If they are one of those, they still need to sign you up as a Braille reading patron so that you would be eligible for an e-reader when the time comes. Um, if you're in one of the four states that will start our pilot, make sure that you are an active patron at this point. If you, you know, have been using that library, but you aren't sure if you're an active patron, you might want to contact them, make sure they, they realize that you are a Braille reader and that you are interested in the e-reader project. And can you tell us those libraries one more time, the Iowa and? Yes. The libraries are, the, the libraries that will start the pilot are Kentucky, New Jersey, um, Iowa, and Utah, the local Utah library. Um, you know, we may add libraries to our pilot at some point as well. So never fear, there's always a chance that, that your library might be one of the ones added. But even if, if your library is not added, when the pilot's over, we will hopefully be distributing um, we'll be distributing them as soon as we get them in terms of the e-readers okay. to all the final. libraries. Yeah, the final e-readers will we'll distribute to everyone across the country then, to everyone who needs, who's, who's an eligible reader. And who's eligible. Right. Who's okay. eligible. Mm-hmm. So um, I just want to point out that eligible readers, whether you are active or inactive or you're not a patron yet, you can call um, our 800 number, and the 800 number is 1-888-NLS-READ, which in the numbers is 1-888-657-7323. Again, that's 1-888-657-7323. Um, or you can visit our website. That's loc.gov forward slash NLS. Um, and you can select uh, find your library to find your local cooperating library 
that would help you with, um, you know, using your account in this way. Um, let's see what else we'd like to share. Um, I would like to share one thing that sure. I didn't mention. We've talked about the fact that you can download the books from BARD, but you can also download magazines. Um, we have a lot of readers who read magazines and, and aren't, you know, they don't read books as much, but they love getting their magazines every month. And those books, those magazines can also be downloaded and read with the e-reader. And in fact, um, one of the features of the e-reader is the ability to move from article to article in a very simple, easy way. We have a specific um, search point for moving from article to article. So, and both both e-readers will have that navig navigation ability. So if you're a magazine reader and not a book reader, you're still someone who might be interested in using the e-reader. Okay. Um, and let's see, is there anything um, on the horizon that you'd like to share with us? Um, any closing points that you'd like to share about the pilot or about the e-reader itself before we wrap up? No, um, I will say that we are all very excited about this new project. We want feedback. So please, if you're participating in the pilot, fill out the surveys, provide us with your feedback as much as you can. Um, if you're not participating in the pilot, please keep um, in mind that the e-reader will be available to you as soon as we can make it available. Um, we, you know, we're, we're looking for opportunities to make this available to everyone and we are looking to make it available to those who who really do want to use the e-reader um, and then the final thing i'll point out again is that the hard copy books will still be available at this point and so you know if you're a braille reader don't feel that your braille is going to go away it is not we will be providing it um, but if you think the e-reader is something you'd like to try and learn to use, we encourage you to do so. That sounds great. Um, do we have a, a place maybe online or um, is there contact information where people can look for updates about this pilot project? Um, the updates for the pilot project are going to be in the places you would normally expect, in the Braille Book Review. Um, if you have any questions, I would encourage you to contact your, your local network library. They will have the information first, of course. Um, you can always contact our reference department for, with questions. And if you um, can't get your questions answered in any of those ways, you can always contact me to, directly. I'm happy to answer any questions about the e-reader project or any of our Braille um, projects or any questions you have about Braille from NLS. Also, we encourage you to uh, follow us on Facebook. And on Facebook, we're listed as the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled. Um, and those are the best ways to keep in contact with us and to look um, look for updates for this e-reader. And I, what I do know is that the local libraries, most of them have newsletters and they're all 
putting information in about the e-reader as we provide it. So, you know, keep in, make sure you keep in touch with your local library as well. Fantastic. Tamara, I really appreciate you sharing all this information with us today. Um, we are excited for all of the different conversations that we're having uh, for ACB this week. Uh, I would like to remind our listeners that if you're interested in hearing more about NLS services and collections, listen in for our conversations about the ins and outs of the NLS collection with Dominic Spinelli. Uh, learn more about NLS's work to enhance the accessibility of books and magazines in a conversation with Alice O'Reilly. And you can get updates on the BARD mobile app and BARD Express with Don Olson. So those are going to be playing this week. And, um, and we thank you so much, Tamara, for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to NLS on ACB Radio.